Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cut to the Race podcast, Russian Grand Prix review edition. We're a little bit later than normal, but we are bringing you a review nevertheless. And what a race it was. It's me again. Ollie's not here. Ollie will hopefully be back next week. And I'm joined once again by Charlotte. How are you? I'm all right, Dan. Thank you very much. Okay. Won't lie. I did find Sunday a tough day, but. I'm sure we will hear my thoughts very shortly. <laughs> For the people listening at home, she's not happy. She's she's really <laughs> not happy. Before we press record, she's fuming. After the race, fuming. She's not happy at all. So apologies in advance for this. You know, you, you kind of, you know, you're listening along last week and you had fanboy. You had... <laughs> McLaren fan and a Bottas fan. This week you're listening along. McLaren didn't have a great week. Bottas could have had a better week, but it turned out Spoilers. okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. So it's very different. It's, well, they don't know where they finished. <laughs> a bad week could be 18th. It could be 4th. Who knows? Yes. Uh, it, is, it is definitely a different vibe. Definitely different emotions from the both of us today. Yeah, so everyone get your violins out. Play the sad music. <laughs> And we'll crack on with the weekend review. Of course, the weekend started with FP1. No major incidents in that session. Bottas uh, topped the timesheets from Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc, Vettel, Gasly, Sainz, Norris, Perez, Alonso. 
Uh, Leclerc knew that he would have a power unit change, so he'd be starting last on the grid. Anything stand out to you from FP1? Um, no, I think there's a relatively normal session. Um, obviously, this track does favour Mercedes, and Bottas showed that that is ceasing to continue. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, look, Valtteri's back on form again after the Italian Grand Prix. Friday was very dry, but the uh, weather for the rest of the weekend wasn't great. So therefore, the importance of FP2 was, uh, well, it was increased quite a lot. Because obviously the rules state that if you can't host quality on Saturday, the results from FP2 will be taken. So FP2 was an important session, given that there was a chance Saturday would be a washout. Um, what else again? Led the timesheets. Something about this man in Sochi. Just loves it there. Followed by Hamilton. Mm. Gasly popped up P3. Your guy, Lando Norris, P4, Ocon, Verstappen, Sainz, Alonso, Vettel, Leclerc. A couple of incidents in this session. I suppose the one on track was Giovinazzi having a little spin rooney and breaking his rear wing and the back of his car. Yeah, it was um, actually the same place Leclerc had a spin earlier, but Leclerc was fine. And um, Giovinazzi... Uh, Unfortunately, spun off into turn nine and brought out the red flag as the rear was completely broken. But uh, thankfully, everything was all right. Um, same thing. Well, Daniel Carlo didn't join the session till halfway through as they um, saw there was an issue this weekend with his power unit. But they luckily fixed it and he didn't take a penalty. Everything was fine. And um, Hamilton had a bit of a moment as well. He uh, A bit of a moment? Man, yeah, he sent the Jackman flying, and uh, that thankfully he was okay. Magic. That goddamn magic, eh? Yeah, Lift the it's magic that on magic again. button all over again. I'm not sure what's going on with that magic button this year. Like, Hamilton is struggling with it. Um, thankfully, he was okay. Hamilton did check he was all right and apologised immediately. But, yeah, it was a bit like, oh, off he goes. <laughs> he went flying. Um, and obviously one of the biggest things that session was that Max Verstappen was taking a, his uh, power unit penalty. So he would be starting last on the grid, no matter what, because he also had that three-place grid penalty. So, yeah, yes. it, was, it was just definitely to start 20th, no matter what. A bit devious in a way by Red Bull, wasn't it? They kind of counted out that three-place grid penalty by taking the engine penalty the same week. It's kind of sneaky, but it's a loophole in the rules. So fair enough, I yeah. guess, for exploiting it. Exactly. It does say, I think, in the rules that if he qualified, say if he did the qualification and everything, he still got pole. Um, or no, he didn't get pole. Say if he got 10th, but um, Leclerc had got 12th in quali, um, Max would still have that free plays grid penalty in play and then would still be last because of that. But yeah, they kind of, if that makes any sense, actually. I don't know if that makes sense. Did that make sense to you, Dan? Sure. Why not? Okay, well, yeah, they kind of cancelled it out, basically. It was just saying that even if he could be ahead of someone, that free place grid penalty would come in play because obviously with the um, power unit penalties, it does, you know, depending on the classification, you could finish ahead. So, for instance, Charles Leclerc was 19th. If that's what I'm trying to get at. I feel so basically, like I'm waffling, I might stop. <laughs> what Charlotte's trying to say is that no matter where he qualified, he'd still have to take the engine penalty on top, the grid penalty on top of the engine penalty. She just you know took what? about half an hour to explain it. Oh, I 
I'm so sorry. That did take quite long. I just got <laughs> excited. I got excited. Go on. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Anyways, FP2 is important because Saturday was going to be 100% chance of rain, washout. Let's go. It would indeed. And we all woke up Saturday morning, open our blinds to beautiful sunshine. The only minor problem being we weren't in Russia. In Russia, it was a very different situation and it was raining, which led to the cancellation of FP3. Oh, but was it slightly raining? Like, it was rivers. It looked like the ocean out there. It was so heavy, there was no chance. It was. It looked worse than Spa. So, yeah, no surprise that it was cancelled at all. Ooh, flashbacks alert, flashbacks alert. Don't want to talk about Spa. <laughs> PTSD, post-traumatic spa disorder. It's horrible. <laughs> but thankfully, there was a break in the weather just before qualifying was set to get underway. So... We had qualifying, which is good. We had qualifying as it normally was. No ifs, buts, maybes. All good. Q1 was on the intermediate tyres, obviously, because it had been raining quite a lot. And we lost Verstappen, who didn't really bother setting a lap. He went for one like almost out lap and then came straight back in because he was starting last. Uh, then we lost Mazepin. Giovinazzi as well. He's had a good yeah. run. But it's P18 this week. actually. Yeah, massive shame because he had been doing really well getting to Q3 the last two weekends, I think it was. Um, but obviously this weekend just wasn't wasn't his day. Yeah, maybe he was worried given that he'd crashed at turn nine, so he wasn't pushing it. Who knows? Uh, and we lost Schumacher and Raikkonen as well. No major surprises there, I suppose. Um, no, not the- really. No. I was just going to say, um, <laughs> it was great to see, obviously, Nicholas Latifi got out of Q1. Um, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a massive surprise, but he had been not making as many appearances in Q2. So that was just really good for Williams to have both cars in Q2 for that. It was. Yeah, I love Nicholas Sassifi. He's, he's a good guy. I do like him as a driver. Um, Q2. P? Q? P? Q? Yeah, P? Yeah, I've lost the alphabet. <laughs> Q2 was still on the intermediate tyres. And we lost Charles Leclerc again. He was taking a penalty, so he didn't try too hard. Nicholas Latifi, Yuki Tsunoda, Pierre Gasly and Sebastian Vettel. Pierre Gasly was very annoyed that he would fail to make it to Q3. Very annoyed. It's the same with Sebastian Vettel as well. I think he missed out by four thousandths or something. Three thousandths. It was close. I know that much. Painfully close. Um, I think it was all just everyone was pretty close. It was just depending who can really set those intermediate tyres in the right way and really put in a good lap. So, yeah, it was quite surprising from Gasly. You know, he's been doing many top six appearances this uh, season and just a massive shame he couldn't do it this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was, but hey-ho, hey-ho. Q3, everyone was kind of at this point wondering, do we go to the slicks? Is it dry enough? Is it dry enough? George Russell was the one that made the call came over the team radio. He said, prepare the softs or slicks. I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, and then after the teams had set a couple of times on the intermediates, everyone followed suit to go onto the soft tyre. But it was not plain sailing at all. A lot of the teams came onto the soft tyre quite early on, actually, but Mercedes were very late to go onto that soft tyre. Yeah, they were very late to make the call because... Um, I think it was that they really needed about three laps to kind of get the soft tyres to be working to their full potential. Um, And I think both Mercedes 
drivers, well, definitely Hamilton, only came in with four minutes remaining, which was nowhere near enough time compared to everyone else. Um, so that meant they only had one one lap to actually get them going, really. But Hamilton made it even harder for Mercedes. Yes, he did. Of course, they both came in at the same time and Hamilton held Bottas up because he crashed coming into the pits. Just hit the pit, just hit the wall. I believe it. That is just... It, I feel like Hamilton this season has been making more mistakes than usual. Usually, this would never happen. And I don't know what's happened this year. I do think... The pressure maybe is getting to him a bit, but he just met, hit the side of the pit entry when he came in. Um, so I think they were trying to almost double stack uh, Hamilton and Bottas, but they had to change Hamilton's tyres and then do the front wing. But Bottas came in, so they had to push Hamilton in front, change Bottas, let him go, and then wheel Hamilton back in. And, oh, it was just a bit of a shambles. It's OK, though. The flying laps will go smoothly, right? Oh, no, Hamilton crashed on that as well. Oh, he, he, that's what I mean. I think he felt the pressure. He was just, he spun. He was set in yellow sectors. He just didn't have time to really warm up those tyres. But, yeah, I mean, he's lucky he had a good time on those intermediates because... Yeah. This was on a weekend ride. as well that he said he thinks the pressure might be getting to max. And then he's crashed <laughs> twice in Q3, which I know is made a bigger deal of because it's Lewis Hamilton and he never crashes. But this was a bad session for Lewis Hamilton. It, you know, as much as he ended up ahead of Bottas at the end of qualifying, spoiler alert, he definitely had more incidents in that session. But that's the thing. This weekend was the time for him to get pole. So he gets those 25 points easily as Max is starting last. The championship rival has to cut through the field for the race. Like, he had this really strong position and he got P4, which was really not what he kind of needed. He has a lot of work to do for Sunday. Um, but, yeah, should we, should we talk about the top three? We can talk about the top three if you want. No, no, let's go in reverse order. It's P10 okay. was Esteban Ocon. That's yeah. okay for him. P9 was Sergio Perez. He just cannot... He just doesn't turn up on Saturdays. I don't know what it is because I'm sure last year in the racing point he he was doing better. I'm sure he had more P5s and things like that. Like it wasn't as much of a struggle, but Red Bull really need him to be obviously P4, P3. What is basically as high up as he can get as long as it's not past Max. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but you know, with Max out of it, they need Perez to be up there to then bring the fight and you know make the Mercedes struggle. But no, he's P9. I'm disappointed. Yeah, it wasn't so great. You know what? I'm not surprised in a weird way. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Harsh. Harsh. That is harsh. Sorry. Lance Stroll <laughs> was P8 in the Aston Martin. That's not too bad of a result for him. Uh, Bottas was seventh in the Mercedes, which is very disappointing. But very. I'm not sure you can entirely blame him because they did only get the one lap, which is impossible to set a good time on, as we saw. As much, you know, is, He probably yeah. could have done better on that one lap. But he needed um, two laps. Yeah, he definitely needed more than one lap. I have to say, though, even before the slick tyres, uh, he was P3. So, you know, just saying it was Hamilton, Lando, Norris and then Bottas. So, you know. Do you think that's saying. a bad thing, though? Because do you remember uh, in Drive to Survive last year, Bottas deliberately gave away the front row just to get P3? True. I don't you mean. I think he wants. Mm. I think he wanted P3. I don't think he wanted pole at all. 
That's quite true, actually. Very good point. Interesting. Hmm. Not quite, not quite how it turned out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Fernando Alonso in the Alpine popped it P6. That's a good result. That's, That's a very really good result cool. for him. And Danny Rick P5 is a solid result in the McLaren, building on that Monza momentum. Oh, look at that alliteration. That's beautiful. I know. I didn't it's even Monza. take English. Wait, say it again. Monza momentum. Moment, mon- I can't say it now. <laughs> Monza momentum Mom- in McLaren. See, this had another M. Oh, all right. Fancy. <laughs> we are spoiling you listeners today. <laughs> Lots of you are thinking, oh, we've missed out one of the Williams. No, we haven't. George Russell popped it in P3. The best P3. place to start in Sochi. I mean, he's the one who made the call. Once he said that and other teams are going, oh, I think people are preparing the soft tyres, slicks. Oh my God. You know, he made that call. He was able to get a good few laps to warm him up and then did a beautiful time to get P3. Good result from George Russell again in the Williams. Really impressive. It was. It was very impressive. Um, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari was P2 in a track that Ferrari weren't necessarily thinking they were going to do particularly well in. He, right, I'd say Bottas is the most underrated driver because I'm a Bottas fan. I would almost say Sainz is the most underrated driver on this grid. He never gets spoken about, but he has been solid this year. Oh, 100%, especially that he's started at a new team. He's really caught up. He's, look, performing, I I mean... Obviously, Charles Leclerc has a penalty this week, but he has been doing really well in the races and in qualifying. And I think, yeah, people do kind of forget about Carlos Sainz and don't actually realise how talented he is, especially with Lando and Carlos last year. They were basically matching. And now they're in different teams. You can both see actually how talented both of these drivers are on their own. So very impressive. And actually, Carlos is very good in the wet. So this could also be a reason. He is. That's true, that's true. Oh, go on then, Charlotte, oh. who got pole position? Well, you know, I don't want to brag, but Lando <laughs> Norris got his first pole in F1. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a day. Were you oh, happy? It's amazing. Yes. The worst part was of all of this is that I was at work when qualifying was on. Do you know what? Because I was at work when Bottas got pole (laughs) last week. So clearly we need to be at work and our favourite drivers (laughs) are going to smash it. But I literally had several people message me going, oh my God, what a corner, you're going to love it. You're going to be so happy. And then I got a notification um, from Lando's tweet and I thought, I think he's done it. And lo and behold, yes, he (laughs) did. What a time. I mean, he was looking very, very solid even before he put the slick ties on. Like I said, he was P2 in the intermediates um, in Q3. I think, oh no, I was going to say he's Q4 somewhere else. But yeah, he was looking really strong. Uh, Ignore me. Yeah, he was looking really strong in the other qualifying sessions. Um, This is definitely redemption from Spa, I think, because Spa, 100%, I feel confident he would have got pole. He was looking so confident in Spa and obviously, unfortunately, had that crash. But this was great. I mean, he wasn't, he was obviously very happy as his maiden pole in F1, but he also wasn't very happy because pole isn't the best place to start in Sochi, as Dan has actually mentioned. Um, But it was just such a great achievement. First of many, very, very, very proud. Yeah, he was, yeah, something about Lando Norris, that McLaren and the wet just produced like Lewis Hamilton style performances. It is, Incredible. 
I don't know what other way, what other word to use for it. He has come on leaps and bounds this year, and he's very, very good. I just feel like he almost has no fear in the sense of like you see him using. I especially saw it in Spa. He was using the curbs much more than most other drivers, and he I just would seems, just seems like he just sends it and goes for it. And especially the high speed corners, I just don't think he has fear. He just Lick goes the for stamp it. and sends it, as they say. Exactly. And from uh, Carlos Sainz, I think he was about five tenths quicker. So, oh, yeah, it was quite a margin. Amazing. I think that he got yeah. pulled by easily. Which is... Oh, <laughs> just what a you... result! What a result! Let you me very, this for now. <laughs> you were very happy. I've just noticed, are you wearing Christmas pyjamas? Just to interrupt the podcast for a second. <laughs> you, yeah. Most of my pyjamas are Christmas related. End, so. end of September. Why not wear Christmas pyjamas? Anyway, sorry. Back to the back to the F1. Um, <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> There's a little story time for people here. Sunday morning, I woke up expecting, you know, the F1. And I just saw a message from... Richard, our Twitter and news guy, that said, the Bottas news has sent shockwaves through the paddock. And I woke up and I was like, oh, he's gone and caught COVID, hasn't he? Like, I feared the worst. But no, he's taken an engine penalty for the second week in a row. What? Why? Who? When? How? Um. Well, I do we know that Definite reason, because I was about to give my speculation of the reason. Well, supposedly it's because he needed another engine to add to the pool because of the worries with reliability, but it was to block Max, wasn't it? Let's be realistic. They completely butchered him to block Max Verstappen, and I was fuming. Exactly. I honestly don't understand the strategy. don't really understand what that was supposed to do. Why not keep him P7, and then if Max gets up to, like, P8, that's when you block him. Like, I just don't understand. I obviously... To be fair, I know they don't want Max to get points, so maybe that was their thought process. I I just don't understand it. He obviously didn't really need an engine. I'm well. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the vicinity. But I don't. I really don't get this because Lewis does need an engine, so he could have taken that penalty and still been ahead of Max on track. This is what I I thought because he needs to serve this penalty at some point. So why not have done it this weekend and? Because now, you know, Max could get it on pole, but, you know, then they've just created a deficit. I think we just need to get it out the way because it's now just going to keep lingering. And, yep. you know, Turkey had a really good result last year, so why would you want to take it there, potentially? You know, that's where he won the championship last year. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what Mercedes were up to on that one. I didn't agree. Um, and, you know, with Valtteri not in Mercedes next year, being moved to Alfa Romeo, kind of makes you think, well, is he going to play the team game? Is he really going to help him and, you know, do a solid for him? So, yeah, weird. Very, very weird. It it was very weird. It was a very strange tactic. And on the uh, driver parades before, Bottas was kind of asked, he was like, hey, is this done to hold up Max? And he kind of laughed. He was like, <laughs> no, no, it's because I need engines. You could so obviously see he was going, yes, I'm I'm not very happy, but yes, this was done to hold up Max. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was I was annoyed, basically, is what we can conclude from this. I didn't see I didn't see the sense behind the decision. Oh, everyone was taking an engine penalty, it seems, that weekend as well. Giovinazzi Um, took one and ended up higher than where he qualified. Yeah, that's 
true, actually. And um, was it Nicholas Satifi joined the parade as well? Yeah, he joined. He, you know, yeah, tag them all in. Why not? So basically, the bottom five all had a engine penalty. Yeah. And yeah, Nikita Mazepin was... was 15th because of it. Oh, what a qualifying performance. <laughs> kind, kind of. <laughs> was... uh, Only Mazepin could officially get to the Q2 position and get fastest lap in two different races, neither of which were got in normal circumstances. Oh, you've got... What a result. What a result. What a performance from him, you know, just outstanding. Dri- driver of the day <laughs> by a mile. 100%. By a mile. Anyway, the race came around. Lights out and away we go. As I've mentioned, pole isn't always the best. Turn three, uh, sorry, P3 is often the best place to start. But it was Carlos Sainz from P2 that led into turn two. Impressive. Yeah, he got a really good slipstream from Lando in front. He was kind of battling George to kind of get it, it seems. Daniel Ricciardo also had a blinding start, got ahead of Lewis Hamilton very easily. But then... With the other drivers behind, they were getting slipstreams from them, and then depending on track position, it kind of got made it. Daniel Ricciardo lose a few places, and Lance Stroll, wow, from P seven got into P four after that. So it was Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, George Russell, and then it was Lance Stroll. Amazing. Yeah, Lewis had a howler. Really bad. Really when, bad. When he, he was he'd fallen down to seventh by turn two. So I think I um I saw sorry I saw in an interview after the race he was like yeah I w- I could have led from like into turn one I was like Lewis were you watching the same race like you were nowhere <laughs> near the lead you were nowhere near but yeah really that was a massive shock from Hamilton really not what he needed well at the end of the second lap he was seven seconds behind Carlos Sainz who was in the lead that's mm. a big gap in fact Lando and Sainz actually pulled out quite a big gap. Just those two. So obviously George is in a Williams who kept P3, which is impressive, but he wasn't (laughs) going to be able to challenge the top two really, was he? Yeah, well, George was doing everyone a solid, really. I think he knew he probably couldn't take the lead or anything like that in the Williams um, with a full tank of uh, fuel and all that kind of things. He said that the Williams doesn't have the pace compared to qualifying. Um, And... Amazingly, he kept everyone behind. No one could get past him. So he did every he did Lando and uh, Carlos a really big favor because he kept all the other you know other Mercedes engines. There was like a Mercedes engine train, it seemed. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was him. a bit. Yeah, there was <laughs> a bit. It wasn't just science um, who had a good start for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc went from nineteenth to thirteenth, which was very very impressive. Uh, very. Someone else had a good start as well, and it's just. Uh, dropped from my head who it was and that's annoying me oh it was Mazepin he got up to 13th after a couple of laps so he was near the points yes I forgot about this I think I remember looking at time and went huh he's in front of Bottas (laughs) like who how what (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah bless him I don't really know what to say if I'm being honest no I don't know how he ended up there to be honest it was helped by the fact Yuki Tsunoda dropped all the way to the back I'm not sure what happened to Snowder. We didn't really see a lot of it. The TV direction wasn't great this weekend. No. I have to say, though, there was a lot of battles this weekend, which maybe is why the TV direction wasn't the best, because there were so many battles. I think they didn't know who we should be watching. And then um, there was an overtake, and then they just show us as the 
move happened and you thought, well, I want to see what happened before that. But yeah, anyways. Yes, indeed. Um, Verstappen was behind Bottas at this point. They were kind of overtaking cars at about the same rate. And everyone thought, oh, okay, that's that's good. You know, Bottas is going to do his job for Mercedes. He's going to close close up and then stop, hold Verstappen behind. And then Verstappen makes a move on Bottas and Bottas just went, oh, yeah, there you go. Sorry, I'm going to move. If through you go, go through, go through, attack the cars. <laughs> Didn't defend at all, did he? <laughs> No, at the same time, though, I think watching the replay, I don't know how much he could have done because I think there he was could have done car. more than move to the outside and let the second I mean, drive yeah. down the inside. I wouldn't say you put up a massive fight at all, <laughs> which is what he was sent to the back to do. Um, I think it was it Pierre Gasly that was in front of them. Was it Pierre Gasly? Yeah, it must have been. It was um, Pierre Gasly, yeah. Because I do think uh, Gasly was not far ahead of Bottas, which is why I think maybe he didn't defend as much because it was a little bit like, oh, I don't want to hit Gasly. But yeah, Max was just loving it. Was it turn 13? Oh, he was loving that place. Um, I'm sure, I want to say it's turn 13. But yeah, he was overtaking everyone in that corner, just getting behind him and going, oh, I'm going to break later and get the inside. Thank you very much. See you later. And off he went. Bottas was like... Just there after that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was very deliberate from Bottas. I think it was very much a, you're trying to screw me over in every possible way here, so I'm not going to help you out. I reckon he'll do all he can to help Lewis. But at that stage, Max wasn't a threat to Lewis. But Bottas doesn't want to help Mercedes, if that makes sense. He wants to help Lewis because he's friends with Lewis and teammates with Lewis and he likes Lewis. He's not a fan of Toto Wolf. In fact, he was pictured having a conversation with Toto Wolf after this penalty was announced and he did not look happy in that conversation. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, who could blame him? You know, Sochi has a lot of good memories of him. He's had his first win here and obviously won here last year. And he was sent to the back of the grid to supposedly help the team. But I, once again, like we've said, I just don't understand how that was helpful. The thing um, that makes even less sense was that when Max was charging up the field, he was getting close to Lewis. And it's just, if only Mercedes had a driver that had qualified somewhere like seventh to get in the... Oh, 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 that is where he qualified. <laughs> oh, I don't understand Mercedes tactics this weekend. I really don't. And it really annoyed me. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Pierre Gasly then received a bit of a cryptic radio message that said, Bottas is very close behind Max Verstappen. So this was basically... Um, Alpha Tauri saying to Gasly, there's a Red Bull, get out the way, get out the way, trying to usher Max through, which Gasly did, to be fair to him. He didn't make it. He didn't make it tricky. Yeah, well, them being the sister team to Red Bull, I don't really think he could have put too much of a fight against Max. But yeah, it just shows, you know, Red Bull are looking out for each other. You'll never guess what happened next. Hamilton complained about his tyres. Yeah, no you know. What a it's, rare occasion. Yeah. Really, really tricky for him with those tyres, obviously. Uh, couldn't do anything about it, could he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lando Norris then passed Carlos Sainz for the race lead. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he did. I mean, he was always close to Carlos. Um, and then he finally got ahead of him. After he actually, I think, said that he had a bit of graining issues with his tyres. Um and then very shortly, I think Carlos then came into the pits. But, you know, Lando did a magnificent stint on those uh, medium tyres and he was feeling so comfortable with the pace. He was setting great times. 
yeah, Science Science did then did then pit from second. Uh, the Aston Martin of Lance Scholl had undercut George Russell as well. And then about half an hour, 40 minutes into the race, the skies got a lot darker and everyone's thoughts did turn to rain. There wasn't any rain yet, but everyone's thoughts did turn to rain. Um, at this point, Lando Norris led from Ricardo. Oh, another McLaren one too. Hamilton, Perez, Alonso, Verstappen. And then sort yeah. of, you know, everyone settled into the race. You know, the middle order were taking their pit stops a little bit. And then Ricardo boxed from second. He had a terrible stop and came out in 14th. Yeah, it was a massive shame because they were going for the long game. Everyone else had pitted quite early. And, um, you know, he kept Hamilton behind him the entire time. I thought, okay, this could be good. He could maybe be able to get on the podium. I was really hoping for a double podium again for McLaren. But that pit stop was just not ideal. And it just set him right back down the order again. So massive shame. Massive shame. No, it wasn't great. Um, Lewis then pitted, Verstappen then pitted. They came out, obviously, lower down the order. And then a couple of minutes later, Lando pitted from the lead, came out in fourth. He had a nice stop, but the three in front of him, who were Perez, Alonso and Leclerc, hadn't stopped. So technically, he was a net first. So that had gone perfectly for Lando. Yeah, it went really well. He did, like I said, really well on those set of tyres, considering everyone else had fresher tyres and pitted much earlier, which they thought would be the best option. He showed, no, I've got great pace. He was so comfortable. They kept, you know, kept showing his engineer talking to him. And he's like, no, I'm chill. I'm doing great. And, you know, he's leading a Grand Prix. He'd only had ever led one lap prior to this race. And in the end, he was leading the majority of the race. It was just like such a class performance from him. And uh, yeah, P4 was really good, really good window. And he just had the back, well, not back markers, but those who hadn't pitted, so uh, he effectively was still first, really. The question was, would he lead at that crucial point when he crosses the finish line? That was the question. Would he stay in the lead? Would he? Would he not? We'll find out. Charlotte's just turned away from the camera. That answers your question, maybe. <laughs> uh, we'll leave We'll leave that one there. Um, Mick Schumacher then retired his ass um, for an issue, which was which was a shame. But what to be fair to Mick, he then went around and thanked every single house mechanic which I thought was really nice. He's so oh, cute. He's, I love Mick. I love Mick Schumacher. He did say it was a hydraulic issue, which was a shame because, you know, no offence to the Hasses, we don't really see much of them on the TV coverage. Um, and yeah, it was just a shame to see him retire. But yeah, like you said, he went around and thanked all his mechanics and engineers and things. It's just really, it's really nice to see that he has a good relationship with his team. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. Not so much his teammate, but the rest of the team. He has a very good relationship with. Everyone but, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, only the person that you actually need a good relationship with. You know, nothing important there. Um, Lando was first, Lewis was second at this point, but Lewis was closing on Lando. And he He was was in his DRS for quite a while and then just dropped out of it and then came back in it, et cetera, et cetera. Battle. Uh, for about 20 laps, I think, uh, Hamilton was then about 1.5 seconds. And my heart was pounding the entire time. I was just like, can this end? I I thought, <laughs> I don't think he'll be able to get past. I thought, I think Lando has enough pace because they were showing, um, like, I don't know if they showed the sector times, but when it came to sector three, um, Lewis just couldn't get close enough to then have the DRS for um after well going into turn one to turn two 
Um, and he just couldn't get close enough to pass him. So I was thinking, oh my goodness, thank goodness. Oh, yeah, heart was pounding. Oh God, it was awful. I was, I was such a mess. <laughs> I was such a mess. So we're on lap 47 at this point and I'll just run you through the top 10. We've got Lando Norris leading the race, followed by Lewis Hamilton, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Alonso, Ricardo, Verstappen, Leclerc, Vettel and Stroll. So at the moment, you know, fairly standard, no massive surprises. Obviously Norris was first, which was a surprise. And then it rained. The umbrellas came up in the crowd. Crofty gave possibly the most British analogy I've ever heard in my life and going, the umbrellas are up, it's raining, which of course is how every <laughs> British person tells if it's raining. <laughs> Looks outside, umbrellas. Yep, it's raining. Yeah, and then, it was painful, this bit. This is where, okay, just want to say warning to listeners, this is where uh, my emotions will be changing. But yeah, very quick, lap 47, you could see when they were going around on the boards, it said rain. And, um, As if it wasn't obvious. I know, but just let you. It was like confirmed. This. Part oh, that's of the what track, all that water is. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you could tell it did look darker. <laughs> Anyways, right. Stop taking the. It did. Stop taking the mick out of me. Um, oh, oh, it's coming! It's coming. Oh, um, man. Carlos really Sainz no, was the first to say inters were possible. Sorry, go on. Very quick. Lap forty-seven was when Lando went off the track. And Lewis Hamilton was only about three to two temps now behind Norris. But he luckily kept it still in the lead. But yeah, he was you could see he was now going off track a bit, but still kept the lead. Now you can continue. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I just will. had to add that. It was a really scary moment. Um, there was a lot of rain in Sector 2. It really, really came down in Sector 2. And it was it was almost, at this point, it was slicks in Sectors 1 and 3 and full wet in Sector 2. So it was very awkward. Um, Lance Stroll came in for Inters. Russell, Bottas and Raikkonen came in for Inters. But they could gamble. They were far down the order. Bottas actually wanted to come in a lap earlier, but Mercedes weren't ready for him, so he couldn't. But they could gamble because they were either right on the edges or out of the points it's much trickier to make that decision when you're in the lead. It is, Dan, it is. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Any, any, any time. Just another thing as well. You saw both Aston Martin struggling in the rain. Um, Stroll was on the outside and actually shoved Vettel into the wall. Um, they didn't have a massive crash, but he did shunt Vettel into the wall. Um, and yeah, you could, it was kind of, a, obviously he's not intentional, it's his teammate. But, um, yeah, you could see the track was getting a little bit trickier. And then it officially became a wet track because DRS was disabled then, which makes, in theory, overtaking harder. Uh, Mercedes then came on the radio and said, box, box, to Lewis Hamilton. And he just ignored them and stayed out. Then McLaren called Lando Norris and, said, and they started talking to him, to which Lando replied, shut up. And then because, Will Joseph. No, 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 no. Let me speak very I'm quickly. I'm not going to win this. Go on. You're never going to win this. I think they were just going, oh, turn five's a bit slippery, Lando. And obviously he shouted, shut up. Because in that moment, it's now becoming tricky. He had about four laps of the race left to win his first win in F1. And his engineer's going, oh, it's a bit slippery in turn five. And I think... 
Lando's a bit like, shut up, I know, I'm experiencing it. Let me concentrate. I'm trying to beat off the seven-time world champion who's trying to get his 100th win. You know, like in that high-pressure situation, you need the engineer to actually give you good and concise information. He was. He was letting him know it was wet. Oh, come on. I think we all knew it was a bit slippery in turn five. Like, he had gone off earlier as well. I don't know what turn it was. But, yeah, you want better information than, oh, it's slippery. Anyways. Jesus, someone is not happy. Um, Will Joseph then came back on the radio to Lando and said, do you want inters? Lando went, no. Note there. Lando Lando said no. Lando said no. Right now, I am now I backing away from my microphone while Charlotte rants. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know whether I should get into this now or talk about it after the. Actually, no. Let's finish the whole race and then I'm going to give my opinion on what happened. But very quickly, I'm just going to say that the team were asking Lando what we should do after telling him that they didn't think the conditions were going to be that different for the till the checkered flag. Just want to put that out there. And with only a few laps to go, you think I want to win. I can hack it if, you know, sectors one and three are dry, but only sector two is wet. Anyways, I'm going to give my full opinion later. So stay tuned, please. Go on then. <laughs> I'm back at my mic. I'm back at my microphone now. Um, the upper order began to, began to pit at this point. Ricardo Science Verstappen came into pits. Uh, came came into pits. Came into the pits. Um, Norris Hamilton and Perez were still out at this point, and then Lewis Hamilton pitted. Everyone kind of okay. thought Lewis and Lando would stay out. Lewis Hamilton came into the pit. This was very much Mercedes saying to Lewis, "Pit." Get in the box and change your tires. Exactly. Lewis didn't a firm want to. Decision. A firm decision from the team. Just putting that one out there again. A firm decision from the team. Yeah, and it is still lap 51. Lap 51. Neither of them had pitted yet. That's true. That's true. And um, that was only when what happened on lap 51. I don't know if I can say it in sector two. Do you know what happened? I don't know if I can say it. Fine, I'll say it. It looked treacherous out there and Lando span off from turn five and Lewis Hamilton had got past. That was that 51, the painful. That's when I started crying. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to say that yet, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton overtook Lando Norris because Lando refused to come into the pits. Crickets. That silence speaks volumes at that point. There's no words. There's no words. At this point. Um, Does anything else interesting happen? I'm just seeing if I missed anything in all that chaos. Uh, Bottas flew through the field like an absolute rocket. Uh, Just saying. Yeah. Um, Well, no, let's calm down. It's just the early people who pitted for the intermediates seem to have benefited it. So uh, Bottas, Raikkonen... Um, did Russell come in early? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah uh, he Russell. Did. Um, so all of them were able to get into the top 10 because they had pitted for the intermediate tyres. Same with actually Ricardo. I think he was quite an early-ish one. Um, so, interestingly, you know, ones... though. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, it's okay. I was, was going to say, interestingly, though, what I will say was that every single team relied on the driver to say whether they want to come into the pits, except Mercedes for Lewis, who made him come in, 
and Alpha Tauri for Pierre Gasly, who made him stay out. Every other team were like, what do you think? Bottas was like, no, I want to come in. Russell, I want to come in. Sainz, I want to come in. Alpha Tauri were like, Pierre, stay on the track, which didn't work. And Lando said, no, I'm staying out. But, 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 we'll talk about the Lando controversy in a minute. Just we let's don't. just take a moment. We witnessed <laughs> we witnessed history. Lewis Hamilton won his 100th Formula One Grand Prix. I don't know if we'll ever see that again with these new regulations. Whatever happened to Lando, it was a great drive by Lewis, and he made history. You have to applaud that. No, it, it's a, it's a great thing. It's just a shame my emotions were everywhere. Uh, that I didn't get to enjoy it as much um, as I would have liked to. Um, it's incredible. It's mad. I can't believe he's got 100 race victories. Like, just surpassing Schumacher's race victories is amazing because that is a figure that was incredible. But 100, and who's to say that's it's going to end there? I think it's 100 and counting. And honestly, I don't know if we will ever see that again. Um it will take some doing. It will take some doing. Some doing. I mean, could Max Verstappen, you know, he's only 23, going to be 24, I think maybe next week or something. Yeah, you um, never know. Oh, happy birthday, know. Max. Um, yeah, just incredible. What an achievement. And he's British, makes it even better. We can be so proud. It does. We would have had a British winner even if Lando had won, but Lando didn't listen to the team. So. Right, Dan. Just um, so let's run through the finishing order before I wind Charlotte up too much, which is quite fun. Um, Hamilton was first. Verstappen was second, which considering where he started, it was a very, very good result for Verstappen. Yeah. Carlos Sainz got forgotten about and ended up on the podium. Very no, impressive. That was brilliant. It was really good for him because I think uh, maybe 10 laps or something before they said, right, P5 is our max and Carlos very aggressively and upset which is fair enough because he started second on the grid, said, no, I don't want to be P5. I want to get a podium. He knew that he could do it. So this was, I was really happy for Carlos. Um, is that his second podium of the season? He had the Monaco. Yes. I think that's all he's had. Yeah. I feel like he might have had one that he didn't get. Oh, he had he did. Hungary. You're right. That's he it. Hungary. That's Hungary. Because he wasn't on the podium. Um, well, at least he got to celebrate his official on the podium second for Ferrari. But yes, his third of the season, which is really, really great for Carlos. Very impressive. Danny Rick, P4, great result for McLaren. My man, Valtteri Bottas, P5, beautiful drive once he put the Inters on. We don't need to talk about the first bit of the race. Uh, Fernando Alonso <laughs> was P6. I just want to um, say I rolled my eyes at that. <laughs> yeah, she, she did, which is why I moved on very quickly before she could insult Bottas. Um, Lando Norris was looking so good for his first race victory. He didn't put on the intermediate tyres and finished P7. Kimi Raikkonen, on his return from having COVID, finished P8. Great result for him in the Alfa Romeo. And, you know, everyone said these second drivers are going to make the difference in the Constructors' Championship. I mean, Sergio Perez was P9. That's yeah. no good. Especially he was third at one point. He was looking set for a podium, um, yep. especially before the rain came out. I I assume he didn't... I didn't really keep track of Perez, unfortunately, but I assume he came in a bit later than the others who are higher up on um, uh, the, the timing charts for him. So, yeah, not ideal for Red Bull. I, I mean, two points is two points still, but they definitely would have wanted more. 
Yeah, definitely. And needed more as well in the, the, the Constructors' Championship. As much as the drive this is very close, the Constructors' Championship is slipping away from Red Bull slightly. But one retirement is all it takes. You know, the, the Drivers' Championship is slipping away from Lewis before Silverstone. So you just never know. Uh, George Russell, P10, another points finish in the Williams. This is becoming regular now. Yeah, it's almost not as exciting now because he's making it such a regular thing. Um, with all that chaos, I kind of forgot that that happened. And, you know, he had beaten Aston Martins and Alfa Tauri and Ferrari. So, you know, he's he's beating a lot of the midfield teams. It's really good result from Russell. Well done. Yeah, very good, very good. Lance Stroll, P11, Vettel, P12, Gasly, 13th, Ocon, 14th, Leclerc, 15th. Leclerc, 15th? What happened to him? I personally don't know. Um, no, neither do I. Oh, he went off the track, didn't he? He slid off. Ah, uh, yes, yes, That's yes. what happened to Leclerc. Um, Giovinazzi was 16th, Sonoda 17th, Mazepin 18th, Latifi 19th. He retired, I believe, didn't he, right near the end? Yes, yes, he And did. then Schumacher, as we've mentioned, as we mentioned, retired. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the teams relied on the drivers to decide whether they wanted these into tyres, except... Mercedes and Lewis, who said, get in, and mm-hmm. Alpha Tauri and Gasly, who said, stay out. Yes. The team were encouraging Lando Norris into the pits, and Lando was not having any of it. I know being in the first position is a dooming position to be in in this scenario, and I love Lando, but you have to blame him, don't you? Charlotte is literally doing yoga to warm up for what she's about to say. So I will leave you now with the with the words of Charlotte, who is going to go on a massive rant, and I'll be back in a bit. So this is my opinion on what happened, because when I, in the moment when I watched it, I I immediately thought, oh my goodness, Lando, you've just thrown it away. This was your fault. However, on reflection, this is, this is making me feel a bit better about the loss, I have to say. So this is what I think actually was going on. In that situation, Lando like I said, had never led a Grand Prix up until that point. He was finally leading it now. And for me, I feel that the team should have said to Lando Norris, no, it's getting worse. You need to box box. Because they are the ones that had the timings of the other drivers who were on the intermediates. I think Bottas was 50 seconds um, quicker than Lando struggling on slick tyres. They had that information. They also have the forecast and the radar for the rain so they could see if it was going to get worse because in that moment, Lando can just see what parts are dry and what parts are wet. And with only, you know, three, four, even two laps remaining of the race, he probably was thinking, look, I can hold this off. I can do it. Um, It's going to be tricky. It is slippery. And, you know, he had gone off a few times but he was still able to keep the lead from Hamilton. He probably thought, right, I can do this. Go away, engineers, especially because they weren't really giving him a firm answer. They were just saying, what do you think about the intermediate tyres? And if I'm honest, I think if they had actually been firm with Lando and said, box, box, you're coming in, I think there was a good potential possibility that um, Hamilton maybe wouldn't have come in. If he saw Lando coming in with the lead, probably thought, brilliant, I'm not going to join. And then maybe Lando could have got that win. So for me, I I don't really... I know, I'm being constructive. I, I think um, 
the the fault lies with the pit wall and the team of McLaren for me because they're the ones with the more more information. They can, like I've said, they can see the track times and all that stuff, um, and they should have just been firm. And you know, no matter what, he would have got P two. Not the same, but compared to P seven, that would have been much better. Might there have still you go. got P. He might have still got P one if he'd boxed earlier. But even if yeah, the but- team were really forceful. <laughs> I don't think Lando was coming in. No, I, I think, think went, he was that adamant. But they also said to him that the rain wasn't going to be as heavy as it was. That was the problem. That is true. That's what but I'm saying, Dan. I reckon. Think. Think. Right. Which like it sucks. We saw it with Lewis in Hungary. It sucks being first because in, Lewis would have boxed if he was second in Hungary, for example. But he. Yeah stayed out and then ended up plum last being in first is absolutely damning in that situation but we do need to give credit to Mercedes for saying because even when Lewis was in the pits he was like this is a bad idea and Bono was like no it's going to rain more this is the right decision and then the heavens just opened exactly that's my point is that what did how did Mercedes know this more than McLaren they must have the same you know, weather forecasts and radars to show that that was going to happen. So that's all that... I think basically what it was as well, McLaren, especially Lando side the garage, haven't had or been used to a race win. You know, Ricardo's win two weeks ago was the first one since um, 2012. Um, and their first one, two in 11 years. So they're not used to this almost success. They almost had back-to-back race wins. Um, and I just think for Lando and his team... They all just were so, it was so close. That's what I found so painful as well. And I think that's how what they found so painful was that it was just so close. And in the fashion it was, it wasn't like, you know, he lost the lead because Hamilton overtook him. You know, okay, that's not really much you can do on that. But this was like, he was definitely going to win if it was dry. But because it was wet and they took the gamble, it just didn't happen. So... Yeah, I don't think you can go, oh, it's all Lando's fault. It's all his fault. Yes, he was aggressive on the radio, but if you have your engineer going, what do you think about the intermediates and you have two laps remaining in the lead? Like, I know 100% I would have done the same thing. So Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was all Lando's fault. I'm just saying it to wind you up. But he, oh, yeah. he was very adamant that he wanted to stay out. But I do, yeah, putting my annoying hat aside, I do think that the team probably could have done more. Uh, Mercedes also said that, they gambled with Bottas because he was out of the points. They had nothing to lose and then used that data to say, wow, okay, this is a lot quicker. Lewis get in on the intermediates. Mazepin overtook Lando Norris because he was on the intermediates. He unlapped oh Lando gosh. Norris like did. at quite the speed. It was it was almost a bit worrying because I thought, please don't come together as well. Like this is not ideal. But he wasn't able imagine to that. himself. Oh God. Yeah, it's just it's like just Verstappen v Ocon in Brazil all over again. Mazepin takes out Lando. Oh my goodness, I would have been even angrier. But yeah, <laughs> I think, like I say, I don't like McLaren could have seen the lap times of Bottas and other drivers that were on the intermediates, and they could have seen that was working. Um, and just oh, it's so hard because you know hindsight's a beautiful thing. So it's really hard to say. Obviously, with Hamilton, that was like less than a second behind you don't want to give that up and then give him the win for instance but you know I don't think this will be the last time we'll see Lando in this position um in the sense of trying to get a race win I think there's still seven races to go I think there's a good chance he could have it again this season um 
Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm very happy we are doing this a few days later because I, I did not want to talk to anyone on Sunday. I was heartbroken. No, I know. I was messaging Painful. you and I just got the angriest responses I've ever known. Back. I mean, um, I didn't even reply half the time. Well, yeah, it was either that or a lot of angry words. Um, but yeah, you know, Lando will get this opportunity again, 100%. But in terms of constructor standings, Lewis Hamilton retook the lead. He is now on 246.5 points. Verstappen is just two behind on 244.5. And Lewis only has two engines in his pool. So he will probably need to take a penalty at some point. And a lot of the tracks coming up are Red Bull tracks on paper, like Brazil, Mexico. So you never know. You never know. Could yeah. this go down to Abu Dhabi? Well, I really do think it will. Um, so do I. Because it's. Still... I don't think the constructors will, but I think the drivers will. Yeah, I think it, constructors looks like it will be Mercedes again. Um, when Red Bull were having that dominant period of Baku and uh, Monaco, um, Austria, Austria. Um, they looked like, oh, right, Red Bull were in this, but now it's just slipping away from them. Um, you know, Lando's ahead of Sergio Perez in the standings, in the drivers. Um, Really, that shouldn't really be the case. Um, but he is. So, yeah, with only two points still between Lewis and Max, it just seems like it's just going to keep going one from the other. Um, and because Brazil is having the next sprint race, I think we could see Max and Lewis uh, colliding again. So that would be very interesting. Oh, yeah. It's pen- uh, no, it's not the penultimate round, is it? It's the third from last. Brazil, Jeddah, Abu Dhabi, right? think so i mean i know it's Jeddah and abu dhabi definitely i'm pretty sure brazil is just before that oh this is this is exciting i love f f1 2021 is brilliant Valtteri bottas is in third with 151 points norris is fourth 139 ahead of the red bull of sergio perez who's on 120 science is fifth with 112.5 ahead sorry science is sixth with 112.5 ahead of charles leclerc who's on 104 Underrated, said it earlier. Uh, Danny Rick, P8, 95, P9, Gasly on 66, and P10, Alonso on 58 points. Oh, what a season this is going to be. There's so oh. much to look forward to. And we go into some great tracks as well. Yes. We go in Turkey. What a track. Turn eight, brilliant. I mean, last year was chaos. It probably won't be like that. And then we go in Mexico, yeah. Cota, Brazil. Jeddah for the first time. Even Abu Dhabi have changed the track, so that might be good. It just, I just, you just never know. I just don't want it to end. Like, I Neither keep thinking, I. oh, there's only seven races left, but obviously there's still quite a few, but I just don't want it to end because obviously we're next year, we've got the new regulations coming in with the new car, so it could completely change everything. We might not see half the drivers as good as they are in the car they're in. You don't know. Um I just, I mean, we can't, I mean, all good things have to come to an end, as they say. I I don't want it to. I don't want it. It's amazing. What's the saying? Like, smile, uh, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. That's what we need to go by with F1 2021, don't we? We love F1 2021. (laughs) It's great. It is brilliant. Um, Quick mention to the pit stops this weekend. Since they brought this new directive in, what, like, oh... F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport and all they've done here is slow down pit stops and yeah. created a lot more errors. 
I don't like it. And Sergio Perez's nine-second pit stop. Have you seen that a Red Bull mechanic's hand is now, I was going to say, like, it's pretty burnt. It's like got Grosjean's kind of style burns on it. Because really? the gloves, the gloves are made to withstand eight seconds of fire. And Paris's pit stop was nine seconds. And Red oh Bull mechanic's hand is now very burnt. If you look on our Twitter, Formula Nerds Twitter, I will make sure that I put that on the Formula Nerds Twitter. But this new directive hasn't worked at all. It's, I think it's ruined the drama of pit stops, personally. What do you think? Um, well, I didn't know about the Red Bull mechanic's hand. That is, I had no idea. So I hope he's okay. Wishing him a re- speedy recovery with that. That sounds absolutely awful. Um, it seems like this weekend in general, though, they were all kind of struggling. There was a few points where they were they couldn't get some of the tyres off. And I think that's what happened with Daniel um, and a few other cars. I can't remember who it was. Um, but that's the thing. Like, obviously, there's some races, e.g. kind of, I guess, Zanville and Monaco, where the only chance to get ahead of people is with a pit stop. And if you can do those fast pit stops, that's where you could get ahead of, you know, your opponents. And with the fast pit stops, it's the excitement because you're thinking, how is this humanly possible that there are people and teams, like a, a collective group of people, to change four set, like a set of tyres on a car in less than two seconds? Like, it's I love incredible. It. I love it too. I love I think- three people a wheel. It's brilliant. There's some people I know, Elton and Andy, um, that want pit stops to be slowed down and have one person a wheel. But I don't no. agree with that. I'm just showing Charlotte, so showing Charlotte, that's hard to say, so the listeners know, his hand. <gasps> and it is oh my. pretty badly burnt. Oh, my goodness. Wait, why was that? Because they couldn't get the tyre off? or I don't know what it was. But he was obviously, his brakes, Paris's brakes, I'm assuming, had caught fire because they were, he was set still for so long and they were so hot. And obviously his hand was there, I'm assuming with the gun, I would guess. I don't know. For a know. second longer than the gloves can withstand. And he has now got, well, there'll be lifelong scars on his hands. Yeah. Well, unless he was trying to take the uh, the tyre off and his hand was near to the brake as well. I don't the know. The other thing, it, you know, Ouch. I don't want to speculate. This is purely us having guesses now. I'm not, you know, saying anything's right or wrong. It could have been a light systems failure because there seemed to be a lot of those. And if it was that, is they need to look at elect, uh, the electronic systems rather than... Bring back the lollipop, man! I say that was a foolproof. <laughs> that was a foolproof method. These lights keep breaking. Just have a man go in tight, 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 tight. Off you go. Yes, so you much just easier. Reminded me. You just reminded me. That's what happened with Daniel Ricciardo. That I think the mechanic had done the pit stop. Everything the tire was on, but he didn't turn the wheel gun lights on, so it wasn't green. So they couldn't release him. Um, yeah, it's the thing. It's all great having technology, but sometimes you just need to go back to the old-fashioned ways, don't you? Someone on Twitter said that Checo accelerated away from his pit box while the mechanic's hands were still really close, which I guess maybe spread the fire that was near the brakes. I'm not too sure. If anyone knows, do please let us know. We will put that photo on Formula Nerds Twitter, so have a look for that. But clearly there's still stuff that needs to be done Yeah. Um, in the pit stops. Sending, sending our love to that mechanic because that is yes. not good. <laughs> no, not at yeah. all. Not at all. That is it for the Russian Grand Prix. Lessons were learned, mistakes were made, mainly from Lando Norris, and I'm joking. Uh, Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So 
sorry. Did we hear that panic in Dan's voice? <laughs> I'm scared of you. You're scaring me. For Russia, that was a very, very good weekend. Really good. I had very low expectations for Russia. I thought it'd be a bit more of a procession. But there was so much action. Like I said earlier, there was quite a few overtakes and there was times where you were following one battle and they moved to someone else. And then the battle that we were previously following, they like, you know, someone had finally got past and then they only showed them ahead. And you thought, wait, what happened? Like so much was going on. And as painful as it was as a huge Lando Norris fan and McLaren fan, um, that rain just brought the drama. If it was anyone else, I would have been living. However, it really <laughs> brought the drama at the end. Like you just couldn't have predicted it. You couldn't have written it. Incredible. I hope that this can continue, even though we won't be seeing Sochi on the calendar. Um, in the it's next got one month. year left. Yeah, in a couple of years' time. So that's a bit mm. of a shame. I now really like Sochi. So just to finish off, well, actually, I've got one other point to finish off. To finish off Russia, who was your driver of the day? I mean, obvious, Lando Norris. Yes, it's a little bit difficult to say, oh, about the pit stops. However, up until that point, you have to say he did an amazing race. He, like I said, never had led a Grand Prix. He only did one lap before. I don't even know what track that was, but he only led, led one lap before that and... He looked so comfortable, in control of the whole situation. Had it not rained, he would have had that win. He was keeping Hamilton behind, and it was just a class performance from him. Incredible. Was it Let Imola me guess. that he led? Might have been Imola. Oh, I don't know. Go on, go on then. What were you going to say? Let me guess. I was going to say, let me guess yours is Bottas. No, he was fifth. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give him driver of the day for fifth. So it was a good recovery once he put the Inters on. If we're basing I mean, it off those five laps, then yeah... But that's not that's not I mean, all that we like take into account. The recovery from Bottas was mostly luck. I have no, it say. wasn't. He did yes, loads of was. overtakes. Right, moving on. My driver he of the day was, was Carlos. My he driver was of the day was Carlos Sainz because <laughs> he's always forgotten about. He did really well for Ferrari. Shouldn't have been third at that track because we know their engine's not great this year and it's power sensitive. So, well done, Carlos. Hamilton deserved yeah. it. Verstappen yeah. deserved it. But I'm giving mine to Carlos. Very nice. I was going to say, what about Hamilton? But don't worry, you did the shout out. So there you go. <laughs> they both deserved it. <laughs> that is all we are going to talk about for the Russian Grand Prix. But we are going to finish the podcast with a massive thank you to all of you because there are 2,668,307 podcasts in the entire world. And our little Cut to the Race podcast is in the top 5% of all of them. So thank you very, very, very much for listening to the podcast because you know we love making it we spend the time editing it which is a nightmare sometimes but you guys listen to it and that makes it worth it and to get nice stats like this makes it all worth it yeah i just also want to say thank you so much we really appreciate it we hope to be making more content um and podcasts for you guys thank you for listening to me ramble (laughs) (laughs) um you know listening to us ranting all the emotions um it's great and we'd love to hear any of your opinions online on our social media and uh be lovely if you leave us five star reviews you know just a little cheeky little plug (laughs) it'd be lovely please do please go to itunes give us a five star review if you enjoyed the show give us some feedback on any of our social medias just search formula nerds you'll find us join the facebook group join the cut to the race facebook group twitter instagram tiktok 
Facebook, everywhere. We're everywhere, even on YouTube now. But yes, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please do leave us an iTunes five-star review. It really does help us out. Thank you very much for getting us in the top 5% of podcasts in the world because it does make all of the many hours that Ollie spends editing, all of the hours I spend editing, all of the hours we spend recording it, it really does make it worth it. Charlotte, thank you very much for joining me on this slightly later than scheduled, but very much worth it Russian Grand Prix review. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, sorry to the listeners for my rants, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the Russian Grand Prix and I very much am looking forward to, to Turkey in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, Turkey should be brilliant. We just have to we just have to hope for rain at Istanbul Park. Actually, no, as a Bottas fan, maybe I don't want rain. I, I really don't know. would love rain. It's a double-edged double double sword. <laughs> Istanbul Park is a great circuit, even without rain, to be fair. Yeah. And Turkey coming off the UK red list as well should make it hopefully easier for the teams logistically because, you know, we've spoken to people at Red Bull. They don't like all this logistical nightmare that F1 is currently forced into as a result of the pandemic. So hopefully things for the rest of the season can run as smoothly as possible. Um, we haven't had the news roundup show for a couple of weeks due to many different technical problems and all sorts. We hope to bring that back this week. So fingers crossed, we are due an episode of the Fan vs Nerd Quiz. So listen out for that. Charlotte, I believe you're on it this week. Wonder how you're gonna <laughs> wonder how you're gonna get on. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you again. We'll see everyone for either the news roundup show, fingers crossed, or the Turkish Grand Prix review. Goodbye. Network.